glad you're here. My name is Crispina French, and I'm your host of the Rags to Riches podcast. I'm an OG textile alchemist, worked my way through art school making ragamuffins from thrift store sweaters way back in the 1980s. That college side hustle grew into a full-fledged business, and here I am to show you that you can do that too. Together, we'll navigate hurdles, challenges, and accomplishments while crafting your profitable textile upcycling business to serve you and the planet. My guests and I will cover topics including material sourcing, business savvy, product development, sales and marketing, and self-care. Overcoming struggles, celebrating wins, and reaping rewards of running your very own textile upcycling business is what we are all about. Are you ready to be inspired, energized, and supported? This is the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Today's episode of Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast is brought to you by Sideshow Clothing on Etsy and in person in Craryville, New York. Are you a burgeoning fashion icon who delights in your individual style? Maybe you have a penchant for really good clothing, a love of creative presentation, and respect for our life-giving planet. Or, if you are like me, you like to wear well-made clothing to handle your daily grind and stand up to the test of time. Sideshow Clothing has what you need. Vintage workwear, boots galore, jackets, dresses, ethnic and western wear, the works. Mary curates this creamy collection of inventory, some dating back over 100 years, but mostly fashions from the 1970s through the 1990s. If you want to honor the quality of well-made clothing and stand out in the crowd, check out sideshowclothing.com, where you will find an anecdote to fast fashion and so much more. Hi there. We are in for such a treat today, you guys. We have um, two lovely young people with me today on um, the Rags to Riches podcast. We have Kaylin and Jared, and they have this really cool company that's called Yvonne and Mitchell. Yes. And they're, I, I read a bunch about you guys, but I'm not going to try to remember what I read and say it the wrong <laughs> way. So um, before we dive into the amazing line that you've created, I'd like to just get a little bit of backstory. And um, we have, it's it's kind of funny, like when I'm listening to a podcast, sometimes it's it's um, interesting when there's more than one guest. So you'll be able to distinguish voices pretty easily. But Kaylin, why don't you share a little bit about how you got to where you are? And then Jared, if you wouldn't mind doing the same, that'd be awesome. Let's yeah, hear it, yeah. guys. Um, first off, thank you for having us. We're very excited to be here to talk with you. Um, so I am the Yvonne or the Yvonne half of Yvonne Mitchell. Yvonne Mitchell is our middle names. I'm Kaylin Yvonne. He's Jared Mitchell. Awesome. And, um, we have been together and known each other for about seven years now. And about a year into when we met, we decided to start a business together. And that was just like reselling vintage. And that happened when we were in college, thrifting and shopping secondhand was something we had done individually our entire lives. And when we came together, that was like the first thing that we instantly bonded on. And it quickly became the thing that we just love to do the most. Where did you guys go to school? We went to the University of Missouri, Mizzou, which is based oh. in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, cool. Yes. And I was there um, pursuing journalism. I got a degree in the journalism school in strategic communications, which is like, you know, digital marketing, advertising. 
And then Jared was actually getting a degree in health sciences. Yeah, in health sciences. Um, yeah, so as Kaylin said, we were just selling, reselling vintage when we first met. Um, we did that for two or three years. And I actually learned how to sew in high school. My mother taught me. I was in a, a business organization called DECA. And I did an entrepreneurial project. And I decided to base this project around upcycling. And I was on the basketball team at this time. And all my teammates and I had to wear ties uh, for our games. And we just couldn't really find interesting ties. And I decided to tie this project into what I had going on with basketball and with the skills I was learning behind the sewing machine from my mother. So I started making straight and bow ties out of thrifted materials. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And we always say every time we're every time we're talking to somebody, Kaylin's the <laughs> Kaylin's the talker. I'm I'm just here. I sew the thing. She does everything else. She's the battery to this whole thing. Um, but, but you know what? I have to say, Jared, like I sometimes I, I remember when I first started my business back in the day, I always wished that I had a business partner just to start with. Like my best friends for many years were sisters and they had a business mm -hmm. together. And I met them doing shows, doing wholesale shows. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm sure that Kaylin is like the person who's like, you know, you probably write all the copy and like figure out like what, how we're going to present ourselves. But, um, and I love that you're the, the way that you present your company is just beautiful. So thank congratulations you. on that. But thank I you. also want to hear from you, Jared. Yeah. I want to know about these basketball playing tie wearing people. They were all supportive yeah. of what you were up to. They yeah. didn't think you were a freak or anything like that. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I've always, I've always been heavily into all of my art classes, um, from elementary school all the way until high school, but I was also a big sports player. I thought I was going to play basketball in college. That was kind of my goal. Both of my brothers played college sports. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of my goal, but I, I knew my whole life that I wanted to make a living off of my creativity. I've, I've always felt like my creativity is, is like why I'm here and, and, um, Your artistry, sacred gifts. Is, artistry is my, my passion. Yep. This, this project, it all just kind of came together, um, and in the right way. And I was just selling straight and bow ties at lunch to uh, my, to my buddies, to to teachers even, and I called this business retycled, so like recycled, but I put I put tie in the middle, and um, I don't know the the project the project was okay, it, it did it did decent, but once I presented it to the like judges of this uh, like competition, they said that I didn't follow any of the rules correctly, but my teacher was so heavily invested in my project. And just loved it so much. She she was there every single detail. And somehow when I went to present it, they, they said, hey, you did not follow any of the rules. Well, you're my kind of person because honestly, who wants to follow rules? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, all right, you guys go follow those rules. I'll be over here making ties. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It, was all, it was all just an entrepreneurial project. It was make a business, make a business plan, and then present it. But, and you made a business and you're selling ties at lunchtime. And like those guys are all probably still trying to figure out how to <laughs> make a business. And, yeah. And through that whole process, my, my mother was teaching me how to sew. She's a very crafty person. Um, she was also a big reason why I've always been into thrifting and buying secondhand. Um, 
That was one of our hobbies growing up was taking my brothers and I to these thrift stores. We had a small thrift store right outside of my school and I would actually be walking home from school and I would trade toys back and forth. Uh, so thrifting has always been a big part of my life. And once I met Kaylin, that was, that was our favorite thing to do is go thrifting every weekend. Those were our like dates. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How fun. And then you guys started this business. So so Mm -hmm. when did you get started together? When did Yvonne and Mitchell um, get launched? I believe it was 2017, 2017 2017 or 2018. Um, We were sophomores in college. And yeah, like I said earlier, we just started reselling our thrift finds for like super cheap to our friends, just as an extra way to like make some money for groceries or whatever. And we didn't really have a long-term goal of turning it into a business. It was just a cool way to make money, a fun way to do it and something we really enjoyed. And um, as we were sourcing at the thrift store for stuff to sell, Jared would find different things that were maybe considered less desirable, like with holes or stains, stuff that was more likely to be overlooked. And he would take those projects and sort of keep them to himself and practice sewing on them. And he was doing that for the first three years that we were just selling vintage. Until eventually, I was like, hey, these are really amazing. Not only are they unique and they're one of ones, but we could potentially have an even greater impact on the environment by trying to save these clothes in the thrift store that might, you know, just be less likely to be worn and bought. So that was in 2020, 2019, 2020, that we decided to pivot from reselling vintage to being a solely upcycled clothing business selling Jared's designs. Yeah, kind of right at the height of, of COVID, actually, in lockdown. I At that time, I was spending a lot of time behind the sewing machine. And um, yeah, like she said, these were just kind of projects for me. I was just kind of having fun. Um, and she saw something in them. And we decided to start posting them. And, and people really latched on to it. And we got to do some really cool projects early on. And that's kind of kept the momentum uh, for us. And now we're here on this podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. I'm so it's it's really um, a lovely story of just like, you know, sometimes when people come. To, well, let me back up a minute. I also started my business when I was a sophomore in college. So kudos to you. And like, Thank yes, you. we're, you know, there's something for that, you know, <laughs> connection. Um, but it's also really interesting how a lot of people like I didn't know I was starting a business kind of like you didn't really know either. And like it took me actually really a couple of years to be like, Oh my gosh, like, I think I have a business. I mean, <laughs> I, knew I had a business, but I didn't know that that's really what I was going to do. Like follow, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's almost like better that way. Cause you don't really have an expectation and you don't really have a plan that you're either, you know, hitting your goals or not hitting your goals. It's just yes. like, and that Jared was like doing this like fun thing. Like this yes. is fun. I'm over here creating this stuff. And then for you to be like, wait, honey, like, that's awesome. <laughs> what you're doing is so cool. And then, you know, so it's not like you were trying to create a product. You were just playing mm-hmm. and like letting your creative um, mind just have the time that it needed to do to, you know, that you needed to just kind of feel whole, I'm sure like as a person, I don't know that it, it, yes. if you're a creative person and you don't have a creative outlet. It's kind of like, you know, you need it. Right. So mm-hmm. 
That's a really cool story. So then fast forward, you, first of all, I just have to say like, um, anybody who's listening really needs to go check out Yvonne, Yvonne and Mitchell. Um, is it Yvonne and Mitchell.com? Yes. Because it's just like your presentation is really lovely. Like it's very, your, your collection is very, um, unusual and body conscious and super sexy and fun. Mm-hmm. And your presentation matches, but it's also got this like real warmth and like welcome kind of, um, you know, there's not, it, there's not any pretense. And I just really like that. It's very clear. It's beautiful. You've done such a nice job with that. So thank you. That's so great to hear. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, it's really nice to have the opportunity to visit someone's website and feel like I really had a clear understanding of, you know, where you guys are coming from. So that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really nice job. And um, so going forward, like, first of all, when you're selling your stuff, are you just selling from your website? Do you have other um, ways of selling? As of right now, and actually, I think ever since we started the business before we even became an upcycled business, we were just selling online e-commerce. At first, it started just as an Instagram page. And we were doing that for the first few years until we were finally able to afford a website, which was in 2020. And that was also when that transition happened to upcycling. And so ever since then, it's just been solely e-commerce and mm-hmm. online, which mm-hmm. is something we'd like to expand on in the future when the timing is right. But until then, e-commerce has been, I feel like the most efficient method for us and also low cost as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to travel. I mean, there's, there's, there's other costs like people who might need to have more than one thing to try on before yeah. they're ready to commit or whatever, yeah, right? There's definitely. that, there's that aspect of it that, um, especially when you're selling clothing, it's, mm-hmm. they're always going to have that, um, you know, when you go in the dressing room, you usually try on more than one thing, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's really cool. And it, um, so you, how, when, how do people learn about you generally? Do you think they come in from like Instagram or is that kind of a place that people are able to kind of find you? Yeah, I would say Instagram was the the main driver for the first four years or so. And then once we started a TikTok, that really helped take us to the next level. And, you know, just because I was on social media so much myself, I picked up so much about it that I was able to apply in addition to everything that I was learning in college in terms of how to advertise on it. And so I feel like that all came together and really helped bolster our business. And with TikTok specifically, I remember at the beginning of last year, I decided to do sort of like a test where I posted a video every single day for 30 days just to see what it would do. Um, Because that sort of thing takes a lot of time and effort. And I knew I couldn't do that long-term, but if I was wanted to test myself and see if we did it for 30 days, how much it would help our business. And I remember in that 30 days, it only took maybe a week or so for it to really start paying off. And at the end of that 30 days, we had grown like 50,000 followers on TikTok and we had made so many sales and that transferred over onto our Instagram and to people subscribing on our website. And it really sort of just like bled into all these different areas of our business. And so I would say Instagram and then newly TikTok have been the most helpful. That's so cool. So you, and that the kind of consistency of having that daily presentation where people like does whatever the algorithm's doing, I don't know, but this (laughs) is a video, here you go. Here's another one. And it's, I think that it really, you know, I I can't profess to to tell you, I know a single thing about algorithms other than (laughs) like content. 
right? Yes, like this exactly. content is good. And if you have that kind of uh, knowledge as well, so that you're thinking about like, you know, the right kind of words or the right mm-hmm. way to feature things or how to photograph them in a way that's appealing to your clientele, like that, those sorts of things, like the combination of those two, I think is like really good. I mean, like, Definitely. you know, I mean, you proved that, right? Like it's, it worked really nicely for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's it, was, cool. it was really cool to see it pay off. And yeah, it helped us a lot. Yeah. And yeah. is that still happening? And do you feel like you're, you've maxed out your um, TikTok or is it still like just going? I would say it, I think it helped us build a stable foundation. Yep. It's hard to consistently, at least for me to consistently put that time and effort as well as other things, because it's only us two that run the entire business. And it, it has been that way ever yeah. since we started it. And we're just now starting to reach out and work with other people just because we're experiencing those growing pains, uh, largely from TikTok of yeah. where now we have this increased demand. And with the type of business model we have in terms of like slow fashion and specializing in one of one pieces, we really value that and we don't want to stray away from it, but we need, we need more brain power to sort of um, IDA other ways to expand and sort of, you know, just grow into the new stage of it all. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. You guys, that's so <laughs> fun, right? Like, I mean, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you guys, we are talking to two really amazing creative geniuses here from Yvonne and Mitchell. We have Kaylin and Jared with us today, and we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Today's episode of Rags to Riches podcast is brought to you by the Stitcherhood Recycling Society, my online membership community for creative textile upcycling, recycling, and reuse entrepreneurs. Inspiration, shared experience, tutorials, business savvy, and connection to a whole posse of people who understand the passion and intricacies of running an environmentally kind creative textile upcycling biz. Daily posts, weekly stitch hours, book recommendations, group chats, member profiles, and strong connections is what you can expect when you join Stitcherhood. Head on over to stitcherhood.crispina.eco and sign up for a free seven-day trial to see if my Stitcherhood Recycling Society is a good fit for you and your textile upcycling business. All right, we're back and we are here with Kaylin and Jared from Yvonne and Mitchell based out in Kansas City, Missouri. So you guys went to school together in Missouri. Are you both from Missouri originally? Are you, was that like not too far or where are you from? I'm from Missouri. I'm from about an hour outside of Kansas City. Yes, cool. and I'm from Southern Illinois, right across the river, like 20 minutes from St. Louis. So I kind of always considered myself an honorary Missouri resident because we were in Missouri all the time. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) So then, um, I mean, it was clear when you started out, like this is working, right? So that was just like, follow the ball, right? Is that kind of how it unfolded? Is that kind of still how it's unfolding for you? Or do you have like, do you have like a plan of where you want to be? Do you have like goals and stuff like that? Or are you just kind of seeing where it leads? I think um, kind of like what you were talking about before, just following uh, the energy behind doing something that's fun for me and something that that really gives me gives me life and uh, using my artistry is is taken us well and Kaylin she she just she sees what I do and she made the business out of it I'm having fun I'm sewing these things I'm making these projects 
and she's taken us to the to the next level. That's it's such a cool cool. thing, you guys. Like the symbiosis, right? Like honestly, like before we started recording, I was telling these guys about how there was there's been many years of my life. I when I I ran a production company making recycled stuff, right? Like I clothing and home goods for 22 years. And for about 21 and a half of those years, I think I just wished I had a business partner. Just Mm -hmm. if it was, you know, my sister or a partner or, you know, it's just so nice to have to just there's, there's, you have the same vested interests. You have different skill sets. You've got two heads. You can like bounce ideas off of each yeah. other. And that, that's just awesome. And it's so nice that you have, you know, your skill sets are, are aligned, but they're separate and they're not, you know, it's not like you both have the, the desire to be the creative one, or you both have the desire to be the one who's like creating the, uh, the presentation. Right. Yeah. So yeah, really cool. That's, that's just beautiful. So the other thing I just want to throw at you guys is like, you know, it's, it's such an important thing to feed your own creative needs, right? Like, it does, and I honestly believe that everybody has creative needs. I don't, I think a lot of people have no idea that there's something that they do when they're every day that is creative, that maybe they never thought more about it, but, um, they're, there's uh you were talking about your loving your art classes from when school when you were a kid jared and both my parents were um, art teachers in public schools and to this day i mean my parents have both been gone for 10 years or more and there's still people who will send me a card or i'll run into them at the grocery store or whatever your father changed my life your mother was my favorite like and it's i think more more often the art teachers, right. Who have this kind of connection with people who just really thrive in that setting that might struggle in other settings or might not feel the same level of comfort. Right. So yes, really cool that you were able to tap into that as a kid growing up. And, um, and then Kaylin, I wonder like, were you a creative, uh, were you like in an art program in your school? Like where, how did you come to where you are as far as like your backstory goes? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've always been a creative person as well. I like my favorite thing to do when I was younger was make fake magazines. And so with Yvonne and Mitchell, I really like the editorial aspect of it and putting together a full story and all the little details of it Ooh, all. That so shines through girl. That's so, that's <laughs> exactly, you. that's what it is. It's Thank so beautiful. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I always say my, my memory isn't that great, but the memories I do have are just of me playing dress up in my mom's closet. And it was just the time of my life. I've just always loved clothes. I've always loved playing dress up. I still play dress up at the age of 26. (laughs) And I'll just be in my room for hours, just hanging out, listening to music and trying on all of my outfits. And now I get to do that with clothes made by one of the people I love most in this world, which is just so special. And I kind of came to this like a year or so ago, I called Jared's designs like a physical fabrication of the soul. Cause like you were saying, it's like a touch on the creative aspect. It, it's a piece of your soul. And to have a physical representation of that, in his case, clothing is so special. And I think that's what makes his design so special is because they are so uniquely him and yeah. just, just out of his mind. He doesn't use patterns. He, he doesn't have um, a traditional background in fashion or sewing. Like we mentioned earlier, he majored in health sciences. It's just, it's just like pure passion, which is so special. Yeah. I think too, like, as we were talking about how the business kind of just bloomed, like it just 
there you go. Yeah. Here's business. Yeah. I think the other thing that I, that is um, maybe a, something that we share is that, you know, sometimes I feel like people who have formal education and like how things are supposed to be like, Oh, this is how you do fashion or this mm-hmm. is how you're supposed to sew or, you know, they kind of get into these boxes that they don't know how to get out of. And yeah. I feel like I didn't, I never took sewing classes in my life. I never, my mother taught me how to sew. And I, I think I broke like 10 of my mother's sewing machines as a kid growing up. I'd be like <laughs> trying to sew through like way too many layers of something thick, you know, and she was so patient with me. And, um, but, but it was not, I didn't feel like I had limitation cause it didn't, I, how do you do it? How, you do it the way that it works. Yeah. Make right? it like, rules. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm telling you, Jared, those <laughs> rules you know, still me. I'm still breaking sewing machines. I'm still doing things backwards. Um, I, I hardly, I just, I can't even really watch YouTube tutorials cause they're just too, it's, there's too many directions. I just have to learn and, yeah. and I all, yeah. all of my projects are trial and error. And I tell people all the time, a lot of the, um, a lot of the, uh, special parts of my designs are mistakes that I find ways to overcome yeah. and, uh, I'll step back from the project and I'll be like, well, what in the world like just happened? <laughs> but it, it was just a result of running into obstacles and finding a way to still make the thing, make the thing work. And I think that plays into the whole sustainability part of what we're doing and not giving up on something and, mm-hmm. and, and discarding it. It's, I might set it aside, but I'll come back in a couple of days and find a way to, to, to use it or put it on a different project. Yeah. So. yeah. There's even been projects where he came back to it a year later and he held on to it for that long. And then that inspiration came and he, he upcycled his own upcycle into something new, which is really, yeah. really cool to see. Yeah. That's so cool. The other thing I wanted to just circle back to is when you were talking about how, you know, you find it's fun for you and that that's like, you know, an important piece of what works well for you. The other thing that I think is really kind of what works well for me is that you guys are doing really good. Like, you know, you think about fashion in general, right? Like those people who know how to do fashion, (laughs) like (laughs) most of the people in the fashion industry are causing catastrophic damage to our planet. Right. And you guys are not, you're like the opposite of that. So it makes sense to me that you are making it up as you go along, because that's kind of what we're all doing that in the textile upcycling realm, right? Like it's just, okay, we have all of this stuff. Like, what are we going to do with it? Let's figure it out. So, you know, that's like the the kind of overview. And even in your studio with the work that you're making, you're doing the same thing where it's like, okay, there's this material. I'm not sure like how I'm going to resolve this hurdle, but there's a way and I'm going to do it. And then, you know, sure enough, that comes to be, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a thread that you kind of see, right. As you kind of step back a little bit. Um, so what I'm hearing is that you're in a place where you're ready to maybe consider adding to your ability to produce. Is that fair to say? Yes, yeah. I would say so. Yeah. We're exploring yeah. different options. Yeah. What that would look like. Cause again, yeah. we, we don't want to stray too far away because we, you know, appealing to the masses is a like root of the problem. So it's not like we want to, um, the focus is just to like sell as much as we can, but like I said, just growing pains to where we feel that it's, it's, we're ready to take it to the next level, whatever that may look like. We're not really sure. Yeah. Well, I'm being open to whatever it might be is a really good way to approach it because then, you know, 
Yeah. You can try whatever opportunities come your way and establish whether or not they're right for you as you kind of learn more about them. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's cool. It's funny when I, when, you know, I started my business in 1987. So it was a long time ago. <laughs> and at the time, like I never even thought about slow fashion wasn't even a thing. Like I didn't, you know, well, actually fast fashion wasn't a thing either, but yeah. um, it, it was always assumed by the people around me, the people who, you know, I asked a lot of questions and got, you know, I went to art school. So like business was not my thing. Both my parents were art teachers it wasn't <laughs> either, but so, you know, people would say to me, oh, if you ever need help, I'd be like, yeah, I need help. <laughs> and every single person, every advisor, every, you know, person that offered help, accountants and insurance people and the, the you know, and economic development people from the state all assumed that what I wanted to do was grow bigger and faster and sell yes. more, more, more. Yeah. And at one point I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't even imagine what, how the heck did I get here? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to be creating like product that people don't need and trying to convince them that they do. Like that's just sort of everything I believe. Yes. And I actually stopped my production company because of that. I was just like, it was totally insane. It was just mm -hmm. not at all. In my mind, it wasn't environmental. I mean, I was enabling people to think differently about product in the world because they yes. wouldn't realize that it was recycled. But yeah. Um, the yeah, so the business model, the business size, what you kind of imagine for your future is something that I can hear that you've thought a lot about and there's pieces of it that are really important to you. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's, you know, sharing our work with the world and having people have it for themselves is really special. But we also see it as like, you know, just one aspect of the business. The other aspect is things like this, where we're connecting with others and like learning from each other and sharing knowledge. And, you know, we're so early in the business, like there's still so much we have to learn. But if there's any way that we can share what we have learned that can help someone or inspire them to, you know, whether it's start their own upcycling business or just learn more about upcycling and how they can do it solely for themselves. Like that's another aspect of the business is just, you know, learning and sharing it with the world. I and think. inspiring, right? Like inspiring. Like I look at your website, you guys, I'm telling you, you got to go to look at this website. They make, <laughs> they make corset tops out of bags, out of like pocketbooks. Like I'm not even kidding. Like it's just such, it's so ingenious and it's like, it, it's, you got to see them. And I think that, um, you know, just to, to, to circle back around to what you just said, Kaylin, the idea of like, I don't know, fashion, like, I, you know, when I was in, I did wholesale trade shows in the fashion industry mm -hmm. and oh my God, I did not have, I hated those. I, I just couldn't manage it. It was like so fickle and like, well, what are you going to do for next season? And I'm like, well, next season there'll be other stuff that I'll upcycle. <laughs> yeah. You know, you guys are all throwing away all that stuff that you bought last season. Yeah, so, exactly. you know? And it was just, I, I, there was so like, not people were not like welcoming and warm. People did not mm -hmm. want to share ideas or, you know, they would take your designs and, you know, it was just not a transparent industry. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that upcycling is the antithesis of that. It's like, hmm. people want, we're all working toward the same goal, right? We're oh. all like in the, we're all on this planet together yes. and we're all wearing clothes and making really cool stuff out of the ones that we're not wearing anymore. And 
it just seems like such a, it's, I just love it. I love to be in a place where, you know, through my lifetime, I've watched that just come about and it's just beautiful. I just, so, um, it's so nice to hear those words come from your mouth and be like, no, I just <laughs> thinks this, this is so cool. So yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's so cool to meet others too, who are on the same mission as well. And, you know, it's, Cause we are so new to this. Like we're just now meeting other like-minded people like you. And it's really cool to have the chance to connect and learn from you and hear your story and that you've been on a similar path. It's reassuring too, as well. Yeah, And it's the same. It, I, I, I feel as like, you know, as inspired um, by you guys. Cause it's, it's like, you know, anything that you've been doing for a very long time, you know, when you're maybe a little bit farther along your path, you'll maybe look back and be like, you know, this is cool. And it's been interesting, but it's, it's, you need a little refresher. You need a little something yeah. to perk things up a little bit. And, you know, when I, ha- that's one of the things I absolutely love about having a podcast and hosting the summit is I get an excuse to like, Oh, I wonder who these people are. Let's go <laughs> talk to them and see what they're up to. So it's a really um, lovely way to uh, connect, like you said, and to just like have the knowledge that um, you're sharing with me today. So nice. yeah, thank you so much, you guys. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I encourage everybody to go over to their website again. It's Yvonne and Mitchell and it's Mitchell.com. Is the and like a spelled out A-N-D? Yes, A-N-D. Okay, cool com. If you have time, if you're, you know, don't, don't go on the show notes page. If you're hurtling down the highway right now, <laughs> you get back to where you can go on their show notes page and you'll see a lots of links to their stuff, their TikTok, Instagram, and websites and all the imagery that um, you'll, you'll see there is just really super notable. So thanks you guys. Thanks for keeping it awesome out there. You likewise. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, so I'm over here and I'm serving you a giant air hug because you just finished another episode of the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Thank you for being with me. Our music is provided by The Lucky Five. Learn more about them at theluckyfive.com. Our show is produced and edited by Van Dalhyasen. If you want to dive in deep, head over to Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast.com. Mm-hmm.